Howdy adventurers, and welcome to the Pathfinder Kings as we play through Outlaws of Alkenstar. As always, we'd like to invite you to join our Discord and follow us on Twitter at TPK Podcast. Now, to recap Session 7. The gang arrived at the Bottleneck Bridge and put on some disguises. As they bickered their way across, some fishmongers rudely interrupted them. Not terrible. They were quickly dispatched, and um, the gang decided to search their pockets. In their pockets, they found a flyer and a piece of paper with Gatterby's address. The only indicator of who sent them is a stamp corner of Corvid in flight. Just as they begin to relax, more powder keg punks arrive, and so Gattleby takes off running. Now the gang have to chase him through the streets. They go through a marketplace, a parade, through some construction, even through a fire. It really was a very busy street that day. Eventually, they make their way to Gattleby, losing track of the punks in the process. Finally, they're able to go to the Yeast of All Brewery. As you come to the brewery the windows are boarded up you guys have seen it before during your preparation this time though a middle-aged dwarven woman wearing dark working clothes stands near the door her arms crossed over her chest gattleby shuffles to meet her and affected swagger in his step now he extends a hand to ambiguously to shake hers perhaps to offer a half-hearted embrace but in return receives a sharp glare. They exchange whispered words. The woman presses some small object into his palm and then strides towards the street and continues on. Gattleby holds his free hand to his reddened cheek, turns, and somewhat sheepishly holds up a small ring of keys. And as he's talking to her, you guys will have enough time to do another medicine check. Throwing one more at Terry in here. There's a crit success. Woohoo, 14 hit points for you, buddy. That was a double crit because I beat it by 10 and I got the 20 main. I guess I may as well have a go at healing myself. Actually, do we need a skill or anything? Oh, no, I'll need something to heal, won't I? Can't just heal. Oh, dear. Yeah, I'm going to heal Casper real quick. That's six back. Oh, uh, thank you there, my friend. I, I didn't realize you were uh, talented in the ways of gluing bones back onto marrow streams and whatnot. That's a that's a, that's a good gift you got there. I've been watching you do it uh, to Terry lately a lot, so I figured uh, figured it couldn't be too hard. Yeah, uh, also, Orville's going to walk up to um, Casper and Terry Annan. And if you want something a little better than glue, well, um, I'm sure these will do fine. And hand them both a juggernaut elixir each. Well, aren't you the sweetest? Don't you know it? Well, uh, uh, Mr. Gattleby, uh, I trust that was your business concluded here with, uh, the madame? No, I still have to go in and retrieve my belongings. He's going to step up to the front door and unlock it. After you, he grunts. Amory says my things are in the cold storage. I don't know what else we'll find. No one's checked on the place in months. Now, why the hell are your things in cold storage? That's a question for Amory. Are we... Are we missing some part of your relationship? My relationship is none of your business, Sonny. Sonny, I have you know I'm older than... <laughs> He's just gonna go inside and say, fuck it, it's not worth it. Arcus, keep an eye on Gattleby in the back. If trouble happens, you be ready to run, man. This is, this is not looking good. Right, oh, open this door here. Oh, hey, a workshop. Uh, what is this? Oh, it's a bar, of course. Yeah, yeah, let's head on in here. 
Alright, I guess I'll uh, uh, keep an eye on him. This is a small tasting room featuring a short bar to the east with four stools and shelves full of various bottles. A small table and two chairs stand by the western window. A metal framed glass double door, wooden boards nailed tightly across it, leads to the street on the northwest side of the room. A single wooden door exits to the east near the bar. And there are two clockwork breweries, two clockwork brewers in this room. They see you enter and immediately shout out, Would you like a free sample? Have another one on the house! As they start to attack. So that will be initiative, actually. Oh man, this is one of them pushy bars where they're always trying to give you stuff. Oh, dang it. I don't like me a woman that comes on too strong. Remember kids, alcohol's dangerous. Natural one for initiative, let's go. That is a 23. Alright, Arcus, I'm just missing yours. That's gonna be a 26. Still the highest of the party. Yo. So with that, Arcus, you have the first move. Okay, now I don't have visualization of these, correct? Correct. But I heard it coming from, is it here, somewhere, inside? You heard it from inside, and all you heard was, would you like a free sample? Have another one on the house, and then some clattering. I turned and I'm like, sir, if you could just stay here for just a moment, I just need to make sure they're okay. And I'm gonna go inside, and I notice I see two of these crazy clockwork brewers inside, and I'm gonna take aim at the one on the left. There's one on my right, and one on my left. All right, uh, and then I'm gonna shoot my gun, and he should be flat-footed against me because I went before him on the first turn, and that's gonna be a 21. That'll hit. Okay, and that's gonna be six damage. And then I'm going to reload as my last action. Alright, Orville. Clearly Orville doesn't want to be stuck outside with this grump, and uh, there's apparently alcohol in there. So, um, yep, Orville's also going to head on in. And, uh, yeah, seeing what's going on, uh, I guess he'll go for his trusty necrotic bombs and just lob one at the nearest clockwork brewer. That'll be an 18. 18 will hit. That's three damage. And I guess to see if that does anything, he's going to lob, using Quick Bomber, lob a Thunderstone at the other one. Moderate Thunderstone. That's a 15. Which is going to miss. I think that does some kind of stuff anyway. So it's two Sonic Splash damage, and then... Uh, yeah. All creatures within ten feet, which would be pretty much all of us. That will be... Everyone except Arcus. Give me fortitude saves. This is a DC 20 fortitude. I am not passing this. Alright, what? What was that? I can't hear anything. I just heard a loud bang. What? Did you say something? <laughs> 13. Oh, wait. 25. Sorry. Oh, God. That's what that does? Oh. Bloody hell, that was loud. Alright, so Casper and Teron, you are both deafened. Sorry, lads. This is the second time. And with that, Casper, you are up. 
Well, sorry, I, 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 no, okay, that's enough of those stupid jokes about hair loss. Okay, um, little guy in the southeast, well, yeah, I just had that loud bang in my ears. Um, does it appear to be trippable, or is this, like, dangling from the ceiling or something? Um, it's, a like, it's trippable, yeah. It's, like, um, brewery machine with, like, valves and pipes being legs, kind of. I mean, I, I'm just picturing that brewbot from, like, Fallout 4, Buddy, or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, attempting a trip against this guy, uh, 19 plus 9 on that athletics check for 28 on reflex. 28. That'll chip him. Yeah, try to punch him while he's down for a 9. And that's not going to go. We'll go for the final MAP. Just crit fishing here, because it's, like, a negative 1 for me. Oh, God. And a negative one plus ten equals nine again. I love my consistent dice roll. Alright, now it's the one on the floor's turn. So first action obviously is going to uh, stand up. Then second action, he's going to use one of his legs to slash out and slap Casper for a 24 to hit. Not quite a crit, but a solid hit. Plus six. He could do a little bit better, I feel it. This round. All right, Casper, take eight damage, and then he's going to grab you. And then the next Clockwork Rouge turn, first action, he's going to strike at Terron. Uh, does a 19 hit you? Yes, it does. Take a solid 12 damage. Holy shit. You are now grabbed. Classic. And then, this is kind of cool, the Brewer is going to take one of his pipe legs and just shove it into your mouth. And liquid is gonna start pouring out of his tank into you. And you can't breathe or speak until the start of your turn. So this is not like a poison effect. Cause I, I'm assuming this is just an auto thing anyway, so I don't roll a save versus this. Give me a fortitude save. And is this a poison or death effect? It is a poison. Okay, so I get a circumstance bonus for this. Yes. Do you get a circumstance bonus if you uh, renounce any interest in joining Greek life or fraternities in the future? Oh man, fuck Greek life. (laughs) Why would I need to pay for friends? (laughs) That's a grand total of nine. All right. So for 10 minutes, you are now clumsy one as... This really sour stout, this really sour beer is just poured down your throat. God, I could go for a nice sour. I just wish I could go one session without getting another status effect put on me. And now it is the start of Teron's turn. So you can now breathe and speak again. Yes, with all these lungs that I have as a skeleton. Okay, first action is going to be to escape the grab, so that's going to be an athletics. <laughs> Another two. Cool. And I cannot attack while grappled, correct? Or is it a DC5 flat? DC5 flat. Okay. In that case, uh, I'm going to go ahead and try to uh, exploit vulnerability on this bartender machine abomination thing. That will be a a 21 on the esoteric form. Uh, that will be a regular success. Uh, I get to know its highest weakness. Electricity 3. Okay, in that sense, uh, Teron is just going to 
wiggle uh, another cartridge into his uh, whip there, and it starts flowing with electricity, and he's going to go ahead and flick his wrist back and then flick it forward to try and electrocute this thing. All right, roll me that flat check first. DC 5. That's a 9. Hey, we take those. All right, roll to attack now. <laughs> that's a that's a lovely 9 to hit. 3 plus 6. That does not hit. That's all three actions, and that is the end of my miserable turn. All right, top of round 2, Arcus. I am going to try and shoot the one on the left again. Why not? And so I strike with my gun and try to. And that is going to be a 23. That'll hit. All right, I'll roll for damage. That's going to be five damage total. I'm going to reload, and I'm going to try and strike it again. And that is not going to hit, I'm guessing, because I rolled a 10. Yeah, that's a hard miss. All right, well, uh, you know, they say consistency is key, and I just don't have it. So anyway, I'm done. Orville, what are you going to do? Well, um, look at these. These are brewing alcoholic drinks, and if there's one thing I know Orville knows about alcohol, it's that it goes up in flames easily. So, he's going to quickly whip together, using quick alchemy, um, a vial of lesser alchemist's fire, and then uh, using a quick bomber, he's going to lob that at the machine grabbing Teron, because it's always a good idea to chuck fire in a small room. That'll be a 20. That'll hit. That'll be uh, 8 fire damage, persistent fire damage, and uh, 1 fire splash damage. Sorry, Teron. Yep, Teron, take that 1 splash damage. God damn it, Snake Man. And um, then using Quick Bomber out of his other pocket, he's going to draw another one of his necrotic bombs and throw it at the same machine. That'll be 21 to hit. That'll also hit. That'll do three negative damage and one negative splash damage, but that doesn't affect her. And that is my go. All right, Casper. Try this whole process again with the trip. Um, a 10 plus a 9 for a 19 versus the reflex on this bot right in front of me. That's not going to be enough to trip. Oh, that's a major bummer right there. So they are very reflexive. Um, that means it's time to give it a stab in the guts. Ooh, got that nat 20 on that dagger hit right there. First, well, that's a lot of 20s for me. Now I'm really nervous, actually. Uh-oh, critical hit there. Um, so the critical hit on a piercing dagger attack is going to be spun around. The target is flat-footed until the end of its next turn. All right, so roll for damage, then. Oh my gosh, whopping max damage, too. That's all all my good luck. Gone right there. We need to shut down the session for today. Uh, 12 damage going his way. Um, and since he's flat-footed, I will risk one more dagger strike here. The exact opposite effect of the critical miss. Of course, my d20 has to come back around for a whopping three. Yeah, perfect. Uh, that's going to be end of turn for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fail trip, two attacks. Thank you. All right, now it is the one who is flat-footed's turn. The, the good-looking brewer. He's going to make a strike against Casper with an 11 to hit. A little bit shy for what he's looking for. That magic, uh, I think, uh, 16 right now? Flat footed. Ooh, uh, rolled an 8 afterwards. Still missing. God, he he can't hit you at all. But on the bright side, he's no longer flat footed. 
I'm feeling this is his next turn's his turn. Next turn, he's going to get me with the beer gong bong uh, move, right? Yeah, that's the beer bong. All right, so now it is the crazy brewer's turn. He still has Terran grab, and he's just going to do the same thing he did before. And he's going to strike at Terran with an 18 to hit. Uh, that matches my AC. That hits. All right. Take nine damage. Love it. And then he's going to do the same bottoms up and force feed you more beer. So give me another fortitude save. I never want to drink again. Ah, yes. Beautiful. There's the nat one. Yeah, that's a that's a nat one. So with that, um, God, you really can't handle your alcohol. And um, for 40 minutes, you are going to be clumsy too, stupefied too, and sickened. I was already sickened. Well, now you're sickened for 40 minutes. I was already sickened for 24 hours. For 10 hours. Oh, whatever. And then, Taron, it is your turn. You are still grabbed. And God, do you have a lot of status effects. Yep, I have almost every status effect in the game. Uh, gotta love it. You are no longer deafened, though. Oh, man, that is... That makes such the difference. I'm so glad. Now I can actually do something. Um, all right, first action is going to be to uh, roll athletics to get out of this grab. Uh, and I'm guessing, yeah, no, that's a another two uh, plus six with a total of eight. I'm not getting out of that grab worth anything. So we're just going to hit it with a good old flick of the wrist with an 18 to hit. Roll me your flat check. Oh, yeah, that's right. Whoopsie. That's an eight. We take those. Uh, so I pass the flat check. Roll me damage. Uh, that will be a total of 12 damage. Okay. Is this thing still alive? He's looking kind of sad. Well, let's let's hit it with another flick of the wrist here. Maybe we can get scathe out of here. And that is a good old six on the die. Um, I'm not hitting this thing. And that is the end of my turn. All right, Arcus, you just saw Taryn do two keg stands. What do you do? So, I mean, after being like, chug, 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 no. Um, I'm actually gonna try and kill this one that's near death, so I'm gonna reload, and I'm gonna fire at this one near Terran, and hopefully, yeah, we'll kill him, and we'll be done with that. Uh, doesn't look like it. Yeah, 13's not gonna cut it. So I'm gonna reload again, and that finishes my turn. And I look at him like, sorry. Orville's gonna look up and go, seriously, uh, seriously, Arcus, this is how you do it. And uh, reload his, sh- his crossbow and shoot the thing. Or attempt to anyway. <laughs> and that is an eight. And this is why we attempt to attack. You know, I can't help but to remember you saying something about maybe it's not worth saying the lines. <laughs> um, it's awful. It's always worth saying the lines. And he's going to reload. And that is my goal. All right, Casper, your, your brother looking kind of kind of drunk over there kind of shwasted. Drunk, disorderly, he's like oh, nearly pinned, he's on the ground, he's just getting drunk like, brother, we're trying to do business here, our VIP's right back there, he's watching you, God, 
stop drinking. Come here. Uh, hold on. Let me try to sober you up. Uh, let me try this battle medicine real quick on uh, my dear brother, or medically murder him, as the crits will show. Either way, you will not hear a sound from me because I cannot speak. I failed a battle medicine, my brother. Uh, and that's his timer for the day, so that's screwy. Fantastic. A 6 plus a 6 is going to be a 12 uh, out of hero points. Really regretting that hero point now. Mm, going to take a stride action over to get behind the bar next to the one that everybody seems to be unable to kill. And I'm going to just stab this dude with my knife and hopefully do some good work here with a 14 for a 21 total uh, to stab this thing. That'll hit. Right on. Uh, let's see how bad the damage is. Big digits. Uh, seven, actually, on that 1d4. Plus four for seven damage? Yeah, yeah, seven. And that'll kill. Alrighty. Um, so that is battle medicine, stride, and staff. That's going to be the end of my turn. Thank you. All right. And then the other brewers going to move up to Orville and say, Hello, sir. Would you like a drink? Would you like a sample? As he's going to strike at you with a 28 to hit. That is a critical hit. Uh, that'll be 20 points of damage. Yeah, Orville is down. And the thing is still going to grab your unconscious body. Oh no! But unconscious people don't want tea. Alright, Taron, you are up. Oh boy, I'm up, but I, I'm not feeling good. Um, so are these bartenders basically the same thing? Yes. Okay, so they're basically two models of the exact same. They are the same model. Cool. Uh, so I don't have to keep rolling this check versus them. In that case, they are probably constructs, so they don't give a shit about intimidation. Uh, so we're just gonna smack the living hell out of them. With a good old 20 to hit. That'll hit. Perfect. And that'll be 12 damage. Okie dokie. And then for Terran's second action, he's gonna hop over the bar a little bit, make a little bit of a step to get out of range uh, from this creepy little bar tender thing. And uh, he's gonna wind up his whip and go in for a second strike here, trying to get a hit off from the distance. And that is a five to hit. Uh, that does not hit. And that is the end of my turn. All right, Arcus. Orville, right next to you. Down. Dead. Grabbed. What do you do? Well, obviously, after he insulted my one-liners earlier, I'm just going to ignore it. And I'm going to shoot the badly injured one. You got a point-blank shot. Ugh. Not great. Not great. No, actually, I'm going to treat wounds on the word a lot after missing my shot. Do you have battle medicine? I do. I believe I have it from my background, from what I remember. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to treat wounds on Orville, and that is not any better. Yeah, 10's going to fail. Uh, okay, well, uh, last action I'm going to reload. I tried. Uh, Orville's not looking good over here, guys. Uh, I don't think I made it any better. All right, up next is Casper. 
Uh, first couple actions are going to be to stride over there. Um, I believe the battle medicine cooldown timer is unique to Arcus, so um, I'm also going to attempt the battle medicine uh, our dear friend Orville here real quick. Oh, uh, 21. Uh, 15 plus 6 for 21. That'll beat the DC 15. So this is actually a question. With battle medicine, with an unconscious dying character, do you heal them HP or do you just stabilize them? You heal their HP and um, as a bonus for battle medicine, you get to remove the wounded condition that they get. So uh, if he goes down again in combat, it won't be um, instant death, hopefully. Okay, so Orville, you get a nine HP back. Nice. And you are not wounded. So that's uh, Stride, Battle Medicine. I am going to attempt to grab this thing back because my trips haven't been working that well. So here's an athletics check at the uh, Brewing Machine. Uh, that's going to be an 18 on the die plus a 9 bonus for 27 versus Fortitude DC for the grab. Oh, that is so close to a crit, but it's just a regular success. I mean, I, it's a good grab. I will take a regular success as long as it's taken action economy from this guy. Uh, that's a move, battle medicine, grab, end of turn for me. Thank you. All right, Orville, you are on the ground. Well, I think I've grabbed by some machine thing at the minute. But... I'm going to say when Casper grabs the machine, he lets go of you. All right. Um, well, Orville's going to, to start with, just stand up. Then uh, take a little step outside, you know. Fresh air, fresh air after nearly dying. It's it's always needed, and um, then I guess he's just going to turn back and take a little pot shot with the crossbow, whilst he stands there and catches his breath. That is a nat twenty. Ooh. That'll be eight damage, and what damage is it? Is it piercing? Uh, the target is now sickened three, so that's a thing. I love when my machines get sick. Yeah, I was about to say, too bad it's uh, immune to sicken. Alrighty, now it is the brewer's turn. Uh, It is grabbed, it's going to use its first action to attempt to escape with a nat 20. I don't even think he gets anything on the critical escape success, it's just escapes, right? Yeah. Critical success, you get free and remove the condition. You can then stride up to five feet. But um, he's not going to stride because he wants to grab you back. I mean, that's a totally fair response. I did, I did grab it. Does a seventeen hit you? Uh, it's 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 seventeen versus my fort DC, right? No, to this is to attack. Oh, to attack. Seventeen's uh, going to miss, sadly. All right, he does not get to grab you then, and his second attack is going to be a twenty-four. That will succeed right there. Uh, a little bit short of a crit still. All right, so you're just taking eleven damage. He doesn't have an action to grab you, so you remain free. Free and extremely hurt. Thank you. All right, Taron. Oh boy, oh boy. Um, Taron, wait, are you down? Is uh, Casper down? I, I just don't feel good, brother. Hurry, hurry up, take it out, man. Near death, sorry. With all the booze, uh, Taron can't frickin' read for some reason. Taron's gonna use his first action, take a five-foot step right next to Casper here, and uh, he's gonna flick his... Good old trusty whip at this uh, bartender here. It's a clockwork abomination. Uh, with a 24 to hit. That'll do it. Alright. So he brings his whip around and he cracks it against this uh, bartender with 
large streams of electricity with a total of 10 points of damage. And he's dead. Now, can anybody explain to me why the hell will we attack by these clockwork things? I think the person you might be able to answer that is still outside, or hope. And I've been like, I guess I'm like in the doorway, right? So I can see he's still there. Who? Uh, Gattleby. He just gives a shrug. Well, what? I think we have a right to know what business that you had here, considering that we almost died because of it. My business is to collect my belongings. From what I can tell, it's a simple case of shoddy craftsmanship. Anyway, um, whilst we're here, anyone fancy a drink? No, thank you. I think I've had enough drinks for the week, the month. Oh, hell, I don't want to drink ever again. And he's going to go to the back and open the door looking for the so-called cold storage. And the door is locked. Of course it's locked. Gattlesby has the keys. Then why the fuck are we in here? Gattlesby, come, come here with your keys real quick. Uh, hang on a minute. Let me take a listen at that d- their door, brother. See if we hear any other things wandering around in there. Because uh, I don't feel good. Uh, with Casper leaning in and taking a listen at the door. A 12 on the die and a 6 on the perception for 18. So with an 18, um, you hear like some bubbling sounds coming from behind the door. And faint buzzing, but you can't really discern anything else. You also have treasure that no one's picking up on. Wasn't it just two jugs? It's one jug. Oh, right. I mean, I asked if anyone wanted a drink. I'm definitely taking one. I don't know. It's ten gold worth of booze. True. As I said, I'm taking booze. (laughs) Okay. Orville takes the booze. Evan, Evan took it, I guess. Just took it from you. He needs <laughs> a drink. No drink until we're done with the mission. How many times I gotta tell y'all? Evan's the chaperone. All right, well, Gattlesby is going to step up to the door and unlock it. All right, so you should be able to open it? Yes, of course we can unlock it, but nobody wants to unlock it. And Casper walks up to the door, uh, gives a stern look to his brother, and says, back up now, brother. I got this, uh, Mr. Gattlesby. I hope this is worth it. You go on ahead, brother. I'm just gonna put the pieces back together over here some another. This enormous room features smooth stone floors covered with dust and a catwalk ten feet high leading around the south and west walls of the room. Giant covered vats and metal containers fill this space. A five-foot-high platform leads to four vats in the western side of the room. Various doors exit the room to the west, north, and east, The catwalk around the room was designed to reach the top of the vats, probably to add ingredients or get samples or whatever. It's still pretty good repair, as are most of the vats. Two of the four on the left are labeled mash, and the other two are labeled kettle. On the south wall, there's three of them labeled ferment, and one of them, a metal pipe connected to it, is labeled still. You can hear two of the four southern vats labeled ferment bubbling still. Now there, Gittlesby, where the heck is this cold storage room? All I see is what looks like a distillery or something another. Well, it is a brewery. Well, you don't say. I mean, what, the only difference is one is highly explosive and one is uh, uh, a lot smellier, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not gonna get attacked again by some kind of weird uh, creatures or something, are we? 
I don't know, this place has been in disrepair for ages. I don't know what's in here. Uh, uh, just out of curiosity, how did your stuff end up in cold storage here in the first place? Emily put it in here. Do I know who that is? She was the dwarf you saw speak to Gattlesby and give him the keys to the brewery. Alright, okay, gotcha. Well, I suppose we should start looking. What about this door to the north here? Seems right next to where we came in. Be my guest, I'm not opening it. You son of a bitch. Alright, it's time for Tehran to get flashbanged, I guess. I'm trying to avoid notice, and I ask Gattlesby to uh, stand behind me real quick as they're about to open the door. That way I can get a, a, a clear view when they open the door. I guess my brother is going to open the door to the north instead. You, you don't look like you high noon uh, ready for any kind of thing here, but uh, uh, let me take a crack at that there door. Why, well, it does appear to be a locked door. Uh, say, Gattlesby, you got the key for this here uh, doohickey? It's probably on this ring Amaris gave me, and he's going to toss you the key ring. All right, let me fumble through here. Uh, let's see, uh, this one is shaped like a beer mug, and this one a stein, and this one a tankard, and this one a, a mug. Okay, okay, well, this one looks like a plain key. Let's give this guy a try. Well, hey, look at the draw. Look at that. It just opened up that door right there. Wow. Looks like a little nice brew room here. Uh, got a nice chair there. Wow. They left this place fully stocked when they closed. How convenient. So this storage area is stuffed with empty barrels, steel buckets, crates of glass bottles, there's racks of dusty stemware, and there's a table covered in taps, siphons, stirrers, pretty much other brewing equipment. Well, this looks like the equipment room, not the cold storage exactly. Well, should we take a look around? Uh, continue on. Let me uh, move on down here. It looks like this other door just along the wall here, about 25 feet up. Yeah, let's uh, take a crack at this one. Oh, dang it, this old key ring here. Let me see, that one didn't work. Uh, let's see, mug, tankard. Uh, let's try the stein this time. Oh, well, hey, that, that one did click it open. Oh, well, look at that. So this is a small workspace featuring a table with a bench on the east side of the room. Along the north wall, there's a desk covered in various bottles, beakers, flasks, and alchemical tools. There's a boarded up window. The west side of the room contains several iron-banded wooden barrels. However, a large wasp's nest near the northwestern corner ceiling hums violently. And I need initiative as a huge swarm of wasps emerge from the nest as soon as you open the door. We have to get the hell out of there and close the door <laughs> immediately. Bzzz, oh no. But look at the look at the alchemical stuff in the room. Surely we go for that. Now you listen to me here, Orville. If you want to go in there and get your dick stunned off, and you go right ahead. Me? I ain't getting my marrow injected. I, I can live with a 19 initiative. That's, a, that's not a bad roll, a 13 plus 6. A 5 is its not very encouraging. But that's the lucky part there, uh, Orville. You can't crit glitch initiative. Actually, I think I might delay my initiative to let Casper go first. That way he can exit the room and then close the door. He's going to delay uh, before Casper, so give him a chance to escape. All right, Casper, you're up. Well, having made the poor life choice of uh, opening the door and striding five feet in before uh, giving myself a good look around, I think we'll go ahead and take a five-foot step back through the threshold as my first action and attempt to shut the door um, for two interact actions. Um, I would also attempt to brace the door if possible, GM. You could lock it. You have the key. Is it just an interact to use that? I guess I'm holding the keys right now. Yeah, can, may I? Yeah, you have the keys out. It's an interact to close and then an interact to lock. 
That's all three for me. Five foot steppy, interact, interact. Okay. Taron, do you want to do anything? Um, I mean, there's no, like, cracks in the door or anything, is there? Not that you can see. Yeah, Taron is just going to move a little bit to the east uh, over near the next door, kind of just sitting over in the corner to get out of immediate reach. And he's going to spend an action to uh, recall knowledge using esoteric lore, see if he can remember anything about the uh, the wasps he saw in there, just in case they get loose. It's that way you can be prepared. And that is an 18 for esoteric lore. Uh, That is a success. So I get some general knowledge. I get to ask one question, I believe. Oh, and I get to know their any weaknesses if they have it. Highest weakness. Splash damage five. Okay, so weakness to splash damage. Um, and what is their weakest save? Will. Classic for animals. Uh, okay, so that's one action move, one action recall. Yeah, and I'm just gonna... Oh, wait, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't prepare an action. That's two actions. Uh... Yeah, Taron's just going to end his turn and uh, wait it out. Okay, and um, Casper, you hear the buzzing hum get louder, and you hear these little, like, thumps against the door. These bees are staying in the doors, boys. I, I think we got a little bit of a problem here. Arcus. Uh, I just want to prepare an action that when, if they break through the door, then I am ready and to blow them out of the sky, or air. Okay. And I think that will be my turn. Alrighty, Orville, do you want to do anything? Oh, that's a real shame. That looked like some real specialist stuff in there. Ugh, would have loved that. But if you lot aren't up to it, I guess we can move on to the next room. I wouldn't quite count us out yet. They seem to be slamming up against that door there. Surely the door can hold them. It's just some wasps, just some bugs. What, what are wasps like that doing in a brood like this anyway? They've probably been drinking whatever the hell this stuff is, and it made them grow quite larger. Normal wasps don't look like that. I immediately turn and look at Gattlesby with a questioning look. He's just gonna shrug and be like, what? Bugs infest abandoned buildings all the fucking time. You kind of have a history of making things bigger and more deadly, though. And I've only known you for like maybe half a day. You think I purposely grew wasps here and then would come here myself? I didn't say purposely, but do you have something in here that could have caused the wasps to get this big? No, my belongings here are not alchemical. Okay. All right, Casper, you want to do anything? Oh gosh, so I'm stationed right in front of the door. I got Orville 10 feet behind me. Uh, my brother is off about 20 feet to the west. Arcus is off about uh, 30 sorry 30 feet west brothers 20 feet east um we need this thing to come out of here in order to be a problem so first action is going to be a five foot step back um section second action is going to be a raise buckler um and my third action will be to um interact give keys to this place to orville all right, put tear on. Okay, so first action, uh, I'm going to move 10 feet to the west, uh, get a little closer to the door, because uh, if they do get through, I can at least try to hit them with my implements interruption. Move into my good old space there, and kind of just yell out to Orville, if you want to go ahead and open the door behind me, we'll go ahead and watch this one in case they decide to jump out. Well, if um, one of you can open the door, I'll just... Be in and out like a flash. Pick up that stuff, sprint straight out, and just shut it behind me then. Well, you're the one that has the keys. 
And you ain't much of a fighter, boy. Ark is like, nope, nope, not opening that door. Not happening, nope. What happened to good old teamwork? Come on, gents. This is teamwork. We're watching your ass, you open the store. Sounds pretty teamworky to me. Can't you hear that door rattling in the hinges? It sounds like a Riddleport whorehouse on a wheel day night, buddy. Uh, and with that, Teron is just gonna... Actually, can you prepare an action and then it uses your reaction to perform that? Yeah. Okay, so that's how it works. So, even preparing... Actually, sorry, I'm trying to think about my <laughs> my action economy here. Because I would be able to hit them with Implement's Interruption because they're, they take up 10 feet worth of space. Your attack of opportunity is only your pick. Yeah, I know. But they're a swarm, so they take up 10 feet of space, or 5-foot emanation of space. Right, but that's only if they come out of the door the 5 feet your direction versus 5 feet to the west. Yeah. Uh, in that case, now that I think about it, because they have splash damage uh, weakness, I'm going to go ahead and prepare an action to attack with my whip um, if they exit the door and start flooding outwards. Uh, I think that's probably the best use of my time there. And with that, I am my turn. All right. And you can hear the buzzing hum get louder and the thumping on the door gets louder, but you don't see the door move at all. You only hear the thumping. Arcus. Arcus is going to do the same thing he did last turn, I think, and just keep holding his action to shoot at the wasps as they get past the door. All right, Orville, what's your plan? Look, the door doesn't seem to be moving. Um, shall we just move on, gents? If, if none of you are gonna open the door for me, then um, I don't reckon I can make that in time. Wait, you, you got the keys there? Go find the cold storage. Maybe if we hide in there, it's gonna slow them up. I, I don't know. Giant ass wasp like that, they probably put out their own heat. Fine, I'll go start looking around some of the other rooms. Anyone wanna come with? Arcus turns to him, he's like, I got your back. I'll follow behind and, uh, and keep posting up to where I can see. Alright, so, um, Orville's going to, um, walk to the other door, right of that one, and, uh, start messing around with the keys, see which one unlocks this door. Arcus is gonna post himself up to the south, way far back in the room of where Orville's opening up the door. So he has a clear shot if something comes out of the door. And, Orville, this door actually is just unlocked. You don't need a key for it. Alright, um, he's gonna just kind of slowly open it, peeking through as he pushes around, kind of thing. It's a bathroom. Nice. Thank god, a bathroom. I mean, Terran, you can stop shitting yourself and go in there instead. No, I'll leave that to you. After all, we'll probably be finding you hiding in there once we get in some form of trouble. I told you once already, Orville, that's not poop. That's a sludge from Gattleby's porch. Excuses, excuses. And Arcus... As you're watching Orville fiddle around with the door, you hear the vat behind you start to shake and clank a little bit. And as you turn around to look at it, you see the top of the vat pop off. It was nice knowing you. Oh, fucking hell. You see this thick, goopy sludge slink out from the vat and is just going to engulf you. And it smells really strongly of like yeasty beer fermentation. God, it, it's really strong. So I need a reflex save from you. All right, that is a 29. All right, so you do not get engulfed by him. Hell yeah. Does a 16 hit you though? That does not. 
Okay. Well, he is nervous. He stews. He doesn't know what to do. Casper. God, it's tough to tell whether that thing smells worse than it looks or looks worse than it smells. Oh, good. All right. Um, interact action to um, whip out that juggernaut mutagen I so handily got from my um, wonderful alchemist compatriot here a little while ago, which has the amazing effect of giving me five temporary hit points, which will probably not save my life here, but may make me last an extra turn. And uh, what is this? Plus one item bonus to fortitude saves, which is great. Uh, minus two will saves. That's probably not great. Uh, but let me slap that effect on myself. Uh, so that'd be interact uh, to draw, interact to drink, I believe. Yep. Uh, we'll take that final action to um, stride 25 feet closer uh, and yell at Arcus, get out of there. All right, Taron. All righty. So first action, Taron is going to move 25 feet over to the south to meet up next to his brother, Casper. Uh, and he's going to put his hands on his knees and kind of lean forward and squint with whatever eye sockets the skeleton has and he's gonna be like what the hell is that thing and we're gonna recall knowledge to try to exploit weakness on our friend ooze here that is gonna be a 19 for esoteric lore that is a regular success i get to know its highest weakness cold five Ooh. so as taron is looking at this uh wonderful ooze that came out of this vat, uh, he's going to remember that uh, yeast likes to grow in hot environments, so it probably doesn't like the cold too much. Uh, So he's going to slide a cartridge into his whip, and it's going to radiate with this cold, frosty energy, and uh, he is going to crack his whip at the yeast or ooze monster. Alright, rolling that attack roll, and that is a a 14 to hit. That'll hit. Hey, we take those. So that will be uh, eight points of damage plus uh, whatever its weakness is to cold. I think you said five. Yep. So that is a total of 13 damage. Alrighty. And that is the end of my turn. Arcus. I am pretty terrified that uh, something just came out of the vat and tried to swallow me. So I am going to... It is west of me. I am going to go north with my full movement speed, which is... Uh, I think you're 20 feet. Oh, yeah, 20 feet. Okay, so I'm going to move 20 feet north. Got them little legs. And then I am going to take a shot at it, and that is going to be a 22 to hit. That'll hit. Okay, so I roll for damage, and that's going to be four damage to it. And it... As you shoot it, your bullet kind of, like, gets sucked into its gelatinous body, and it kind of, like, wiggles a little bit. Doesn't really look like you did anything. I'm gonna reload, and I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'm doing anything, but I can say this, guys, I'm pretty sure I don't ever want to drink again. Don't worry, give it a week, we'll get you back on it. I, I look at the door the, and hear the wasp buzzing in the behind, I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Alrighty, Orville. Alright, well, um... Orville, he's going to start by running a little bit southwest, so he's just within, like, a throwing distance of the ooze. And then he is going to lob a necrotic bomb at it. That's an 18. That'll hit. Great. That'll be five damage, with one negative splash damage. Okie dokie. And then, um, other than that, I think he's just going to reload the, um, the hand crossbow, and that'll be my turn. All right. 
the ooze is going to strike at the closest thing it can sense, and that is going to be Casper. So Casper, does a 26 hit you? 26 is solid, however, not a crit for him. Okay. So you're going to take 10 damage, and I need a fortitude to save. Well, GM, I hate to spoil things for you, but do you still need the save if you take me to dying one with that? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, I go to dying one. As Casper drops down to the ground under the East Beast's uh, massive uh, uh, bulbous, uh, bulbous, bulbous, bubbling tendrils? Yeah. His pseudopod is what it's technically called. What does he call it? I mean, I don't think he would call it a pseudopod. I think he'd call it lefty or righty. He actually calls it his face. He kind of just, like, face slams into you guys. Uh, but yeah, that's Casper down. Thank you. And then the gelatinous ooze is going to do its second action to stride over and engulf Casper and Teron. So Teron, give me reflex save. Oh man, all those negative status ailments really come in and clutch for me here. Uh, that is a 12 for reflex. Even if you didn't have the clumsy, you still would have failed it. Reassuring. <laughs> So, Teron, you are engulfed along with Casper, meaning neither one of you can breathe. So you can hold your breath for five plus your constitution modifier, and that's how many rounds you can hold your breath for. Okay, that's fine. I think there's a special rule if I am already unconscious and dying, though, right? I can't hold breath. I go to dying two, I believe. If you're unconscious, you immediately go to suffocating. So you have a chance to take damage. And if you take the damage, then you would increase your dying value. Uh, Does that start on this turn or at the start of my next pass, which would be right before the Ooze Beast's turn, I believe, my initiative moves? Yeah, it'll be at the s- it'll be at your next pass. Gotcha. Thank you so much. All right. So, Teron, you have just been engulfed, and you are slowly suffocating. And would that be athletics to ins- escape the engulfing? Acrobatics, athletics, unarmed attack, all of them work. Ooh, all are very, very tempting. Uh, let's go ahead and roll the athletics to get out of the engulfing here. As Teron tries to roll his way on out with a <laughs> 14. Yeah, that's that ain't gonna cut it, fam. Can I attack while being engulfed? Yes, you can. Uh, in that case, we're gonna go ahead. Teron realizes that this thing is far more gelatinous than he initially thought and says, screw it, he's just gonna rev his whip up into the highest gear and just start flailing it around, hopefully that the, uh, the coldness will freeze his way out of here. And that is a natural 20. First crit of the session, we need another beer to crack. All right, let's see that damage. That will be 16 points of damage and then double the weakness damage as well, correct? Yes. So that'll be 10 cold. What is your fancy little crit hit card? Ah, yes, my critical hit card, it is... I actually do not remember what type of damage a whip does. Slashing damage. Slashing damage, brother. It does slashing damage. Uh, Across the eyes, normal damage. The target is blinded until healed. So irrelevant for an ooze. Yes. The the ooze that has no eyes. Yes, the ooze that has no eyes, just like the ooze that's immune to critical hits. Is it immune to cold damage crit hits? I won't tell. (laughs) Teron just can't catch a break. Everything's immune. Everything gives him status ailments. It's a hard life for a skeleton. It really is. But I'm guessing the ooze is not frozen yet. 
He is not frozen, no. He's just a bit chilly. Well, uh, in that case, uh, Teron's gonna flail his very cold whip around again, hoping that he'll eventually freeze it to death. With a 12 to hit. Which hits. Hey, we take those, any damage you can get. And that will be six points of damage, and then, yeah, what is it, five points of cold damage? Yes. So a total of 11. And that is the end of Teron's turn. Okay. Arcus. All right. Arcus is pretty sure that his last shot did not work. So, okay. What I want to do is I'm going to run up uh, five feet. So I'm at the ooze right where Casper is. And I want to attempt to pull Casper out. Uh, you're standing next to Teron. Oh, Okay, uh, let me see. So that would be 5, 10, 15, 20. Could I do it from here? Yes. Okay, so I go 15 feet to the west, 5 feet to the south. Now I'm on the other side of the ooze, so I basically ran around it. And I'm going to attempt to pull Casper out. Okay. Uh, what is that going to be? That will be athletics. All right. I want to use my hero point to reroll that. Go ahead. Oh, that critical failure one. Oh, no. A 20. Okay, that'll do it. All right, so I pull Casper out, and then I want to... Do I, I, still, have a, I still have an action, right? I've moved and I pulled him out? Yes. So I can I attempt to stabilize him? Is that a possibility? Stabilizes two actions. God dang it. Okay, then is there a way for me to pull him farther away from the ooze with my last action, or is that too... Is that going to take more... You can, I believe, well, how much bulk do you have on your items right now? Uh, currently, I have, let's see, my max bulk is 10. I'm at 2 right now. Okay, yeah. You can carry him at half speed then, or you can you can drag him at half speed. Okay, so I'll go 10 feet to the west and then and carry him with me, or drag him with me. Okay. And that will be my turn. Alright, Orville. Alright, so given it's only one of the skeletons in the ooze at the minute, Orville's gonna lob another necrotic bomb at this thing. That'll be just a nine. A nine will miss. Still has the, um, I think it's just one splash damage for... Yeah, still get splash damage. Yeah, every little helps. Yeah, you nickel and dime it. Yeah, 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 screw it. I'll throw the other necrotic bomb I have. Why not? Try and get this thing done. That'll be an 18. That'll hit. Oh, god damn! <laughs> and that is a minimum damage. It's two damage. Oof. Hate to see it. My throwing arm, just, you know. It's a beaver pelt, man. Must have pulled a muscle or something. It's, oh, just not, not feeling right. Must have damaged it when he fell into the river. Oh, I'm sorry, jumped, tactically jumped in. Yes, it was, it was a brilliant dive. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, for the last thing, given the throwing arm seems to be off, um, uh, I guess I'll just go for a hot shot with the hand crossbow. <laughs> and that is a seven. That is a miss. Yeah, that's a hard miss. Just not up to the race today. I don't know what's going on. All right, Casper, roll me your recovery check. The uh, 14 stabilizes, right? Dying plus one? I thought it was, uh, it's 10 plus your dying condition, isn't it? Yeah, right, uh, 14, so 11 was my target number at dying. 11? One. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm not leaking anymore, Marrow. That feels good. Um, and that's gonna be end of turn for me. Thank you. So Casper, no longer dying, just unconscious at zero health. The ooze has a tasty little skeleton in it, so the ooze is going to begin to digest tasty little skeleton. With a 14 to hit... That will miss. Even with you being flat-footed? Yes. 
that's sad. Sad ooze noises. Ooze is sad. We're just here listening to a bit of crunching at the minute, or what's going on? It's it's more like a gurgling sound. But that gurgling's from Terran swearing at it. <laughs> Alright, well, Ooze cannot digest. He's he's having a rough day. Upset tummy. Terran. Uh Terran, being super frustrated, is uh going to continue to flail his whip around inside the gelatinous mess that he's in. An attempt to freeze the ooze solid and hopefully break out of it. So I will roll that nice attack roll. Ah, there we go. There's the hero point. Um, that is a nat one for me, but I am going to hero point that and hopefully get something better. And that is a 21 to hit. Which will hit. We take those. Uh, so as Terran is flailing his whip around, he's going to somehow get enough motion in this ooze to crack it and freeze a big chunk of it, dealing nine points of damage and five points of additional cold damage. As the ooze disperses, I need a fortitude save from you as you come crashing onto the floor. I am a warrior. Um, kind of just a skeleton man, but whatever. Ah, yes. The good old two for a total of eight on the fortitude. Uh, you do get your skeleton bonus because this is a disease. Perfect. So that's a nine. Uh, still fails. <laughs> so you get a new disease, and you're going to be flat-footed for one hour. God damn it. I have the TB. And to think, you lot didn't want to fight the wasps. No, let's fight the giant ooze instead. Well, one of them we had a choice versus. Yeah, if I could, I think I would rather fight neither. Casper here's not looking too good. Is he alive? Well... Relatively? Yeah, um, he's... <gasps> I'm alive, I'm alive, hang on, hang on. Oh my god, this potion you gave me feels wild. Oh, what is this? I, I, I literally feel like I'm sustained by this juice and this stuff. What, what is in this juggernaut thing you gave me? It's best not to ask. But, uh, I think it, when it wears off, I'm gonna be right back where I was before uh, any of all this happened. What happened? Oh, that thing's dead. Good lord, it stinks in here. And it's not just Taran this time. Skelly boys are always looking a little rough, more than they normally would. This is- I like the Juggernaut Serum. Getting the, the five temporary hit points back after one minute of no fighting is a pretty cool effect. I just love having every status condition in the game afflicted upon me all at once. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> yeah, I know. The Herpagonocephalades is really gonna be my downfall. Well, on the bright side, uh, you guys are out of initiative right now. Yay! So, Marcus lights a torch and burns down the whole brewery. All right, time to go. It just really. explodes from the ethanol buildup. I I continue walking without looking at the explosion because I am now a cool guy. You left the entire party in there. Everybody's on fire. So, onto the next room then. I mean, can we still hear the bees thumping against the door rather ineffectually uh, up north of us? You don't hear the thumping anymore, but you still hear the angry buzz. Yeah, uh, I, I guess it's that far room. Uh, looks like it's all the way at the east end of the hall, past the catwalks there. Hey, uh, hey everybody, ready? We got. That looks like cold storage back there. Hopefully, it's cold storage. God, God willing, it is. I'm, I'm sick of this shit. Hey, Orville, I have an idea. Is there any way you could make the room smoke up inside where the wasps are? Like, could we just smoke them into unconsciousness? I don't have any anything that'd do that. I could um these um. Thunderstones may give them a little bit of a shock, and I can, um, 
that might work, but other than that, my only plan was to literally just run in and out and hope I don't get stung too much. As Terran is chugging this uh, juggernaut mutagen to give him some form of energy to keep going, he's gonna say, Forget about the wasps. That's a problem for ten minutes later. Let's just get this shit and get out of here. Quick, quick, it looks like you got that south side open. Let's try that set of doors real quick. Uh, this looks like the kind of double setup they do for a, a thermally sealed room, I think, right? Yeah. yeah, this is the cold storage room. I've been here enough times to know that. Argus, gonna, Argus is going to post up, but he's going to stay away from the vats this time. He's learned his lesson. And while Arcus is uh, very far away, the rest of the party, you see a misty vapor filling this very frigid room. There's a thin layer of ice coating the walls, and several small icicles hang from the ceiling. There's large metal drums standing against the back wall of the chamber, and several old crates of freezer burn ingredients clog up the remainder of the space. A gently glowing light blue orb encased in several metal bands hangs from the ceiling in the center of the room. Just from a look, can I see what the orb is? From a look, no. Well, from a little, I don't know, maybe just a little close look, kind of. Just, you know, see the casing and have, just have a proper look at it, up close. It is hanging from the center of the room, so you can't really, like, get up close to look at it. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. If you were to, like, detect magic or something, that'd be a different story. Ah, no, can't do that. Okay. Instead, you are going to see Gattleby rifling through some old crates. He seems to know exactly where Amory put the thing he wants. And after maybe a minute or two, he withdraws his hand from a pile of rock-hard crusted onions and holds up a silver wedding band, ice cold, he says, without a trace of irony, before pocketing the accessory. All this for a ring? You wouldn't understand, boy. I understand a fool when I see one. We're the fools here. We're paid to do the job, and that's the only thing we're worried about. Mr. Galby, you have all your belongings, sir, I trust. Yeah, this is all I needed. We can head back to the Bullet and Barrel Saloon now. All right, let's get on with it. Yeah, I could use a drink. We're not out of the woods yet. That's still a hefty walk across town, so uh, everybody line up. And uh, hey, if this serum wears off and I go down, just roll me into an alleyway somewhere and don't stop. No drinks for me. I've have more than enough as soon as you guys are walking back into the big room with the vats you hear a voice cry out hold it right there it's a gruff yet squeaky voice with a twangy accent reach for the sky a tall lanky cactus leshy wearing a monocle grips a wand holstered at his side he holds out his free arm which is covered in a thick black spine, like a crooked pistol. Besides him are wolf-sized brown drake and a pair of brutish less-she ruffians. We know you have the alchemist, whose crimes against the natural world are too numerous to quantify. For associating with so foul an enemy of all things alive, none of you shall leave here alive. I, Dewey Daystar of the Clearwater Cleaners, will see an end to your toxic ways. The cactus leshy is going to slap the back of the drake besides him. Sick him, Roxy! And I need new initiatives from everyone. Oh god, this is going to be rough. <laughs> That'll be a 19 from me. Arcus got a 12 for initiative. And, uh, Taron, I still need your roll. Solid 9. Wait, if he has a wand, that must mean he's a spellcaster. Are they affected by the, the storms? 
Yes, they are, but sadly, you didn't look at the whisper sheets for today, so you don't know the spellcasting forecast. Well, shit. So, Dewey Daystar is going to start off round one with a 28 initiative, and... How far away is he? Oh, that's too far. First action, he's going to stride up about 20 feet to the east, so he is within range of Terran, and... He's going to cast a fancy little spiggity spell, missing horribly. All right. Hey, <laughs> you plant some bitch. You can't even use that damn thing. Casper. Well, Casper, like a good mercenary, was sitting right back on the uh, target, or Mr. Gattlesby, who's still back here in the cooler. Um, so first action is going to be to stride 25 feet out. Take a quick look at the situation out here, which is not great, and I'm going to double interact it again to drink the other Juggernaut mutagen, as I realize they only last one minute. Uh, and that is going to be the end of turn for Casper, um, as that's all three actions, I believe. All right. Next up, we have one of the clear water cleaners, another Leshy. He is going to first action stride. Actually, first and second action to stride. So he's right next to Terran and does a 19 hit. Uh, with the flat-footed, clumsy, and everything else, yes. Take four damage. Oh, boy. Really whittling me down here. Yep. I'm already on my last leg. Alrighty, Orville. Orville's going for a bit of a mad plan. He's going to sprint straight past Teron, so he's now standing between the uh, two groups of enemies. He's then, to start with, going to lob a um, tangle foot back using Quick Bomber behind him at the uh, nearest Clearwater Cleaner. That'll be an 18. Which will hit. Alright, yeah, so that's minus 10 foot speed penalty. And then at the furthest Clearwater Cleaner, he's going to then lob a moderate Thunderstorm. That'll be an 11, but I think I'm going to hero point that. Yeah, 11 will miss. Yeah, yeah, I'll hero point it, why not? Oh, same result exactly. That is an 11, that is a miss. Cursed hero point. Ugh, yeah, um, what does it do anyway? I swear there's some splash damage and stuff. I believe it is sonic splash damage. Uh, there is Sonic Splash damage. That'll be two Sonic Splash damage. Two Sonic Splash damage? I know. And, um, do they have to do the, um, DC 20 Fortitude saving check to not be deafened? That's only if it hits. Damn. Alright then. That'll be the go. Alright. Next up, we have a cute little Drake who you've learned is named Roxy. Roxy is going to stride, first action stride up 25 feet to be right next to Orville, and then is going to flap one of its wings and make a strike at Orville with a 26 to hit. Uh, my AC is 16, so I think that's a crit. That's a crit. Oh. So you're going to take 10 points of damage. Got one less, and I would have been absolutely fine. And you're going to be blinded. Blind doesn't matter. I'm, uh, I'm on the floor. You're on the floor? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So. Orville's dying one. Okay. Yeah, I don't, don't think I'm wounded anymore, so that's fine. Yeah, you're not wounded anymore. You're just dying one. Well, shit. Arcus, what are you gonna do? Oof, things are not looking good. Oh god. Okay. I'm going to attack the painted clear water cleaner, because it's the only one who hasn't gone yet, which means it's flat footed to me. I'm gonna try to hit it with my gun for one shot, one kill. Does a 18 hit? Uh, 
18 will hit, yes. Okay, sweet. That's gonna be 13 damage. Oh no, it's dead. Oh, perfect, good. Okay, then I'm going to reload and I'm going to fire at Roxy. I'm guessing a 14 doesn't hit, right? Uh, 14 will miss Roxy. Okay, uh, that's my turn. Those little drakes are dexterous little creatures. All right, Taron, you just saw your good snake friend die. Well, Taron would laugh about him getting knocked down, but uh, unfortunately he's in not as great a situation as well. Uh, He's going to see this little clear water cleaner here in front of him, the stingy one, and uh, after getting smacked by him, he's going to say, You know what they say, boy. When you play with fire, you're going to get burnt. And uh, he is going to try to exploit weakness on our good old lushy friend here using esoteric lore. Ooh, that is an eight. Um, I'm sure I don't learn shit from that. You learn jack shit. Uh, we're gonna think a little bit harder on that and we're gonna try to exploit weakness again. This time with a 25 for esoteric lore. So after I slap the fogginess out of my mind, uh, I can think about something with these creatures. That will be a crit success. I get to know all weaknesses and resistances. None. None? None. Well, uh, since they're creatures of the forest, I'm going to make up my own weakness and say that they really do not like fire. Really original, I know. Uh, so my whip is gonna crackle with fire coming out of it. And uh, let's see, I get to ask you questions about them. What's their weakest save? Fortitude. Yeah, and I really don't care about what the other question is. Because uh, I'm just going to attack it. So Teron's going to gonna rile up his whip and he's going to go in and try to crack it with flames. Hopefully, God willing, with a 17 to hit. That'll hit. That will be six points of regular damage and three points of fire damage for a total of nine. Okay. And that is the end of my turn. Well, little Dewey Daystar's turn. And um, he doesn't like the fact that you are hurting his stingy friend. So he's going to wave his little arm towards his friend, and um, his friend suddenly looks a little bit better. Not as hurt, almost like he was unfazed by anything. Casper. This looks really, really bad. Okay, um, just went down to a big hit. Um, I am going to try to get my good buddy Orville up, but that is a bit of a haul over to him. Um, first, I'm going to stride him. Looks like 25 feet west here um, over to Terion, and another 20 feet down here across west. Um, so I'm a little bit south of uh, my good buddy. That's double stride action here, and I will attempt the old battle medicine on him. I haven't used battle medicine on you yet today, I think, Orville, right? I'm not entirely sure. You might have when I last went down. I'm not sure, though. I think you did last time he went down. But you could apply first aid to stabilize him, as opposed to battle medicine. Uh, it's a double action to stabilize him. aid, right? Yeah. Um, I think I used the um, immunity thing I get for medic dedication, which allows me to use it on a temporary timer. Also, I just realized, Orville, you went down to a crit, didn't you? Yes. That means you're dying, too. No, there's no need to make Orville more dead. <laughs> Join the dead brothers. <laughs> oh, One yeah. of us. One of us. What I'm saying is, 
forget making a new character if he dies. I'm just saying I'm a skeleton now. Yeah, that's fine. Well, gosh, that's not any fun there. Um... There's a ghost archetype. That would actually be so funny. Ghost Orville. Not even scary. He can just, like, follow you through walls now to sell anywhere. <laughs> well, so I can attempt an aid check to help him stabilize, though, right? That's the other one? Yeah, that's the other one. That would be a one-action aid. Gotcha. Um, I guess that's all I have in the toolbox to try to save his life right here. Um, that's a medicine versus the DC 12, or is it higher? Um, it's gonna be medicine DC 20, because it's aiding. Alright, that lucky 18 gives me a 24 on the medicine check to aid Orville with the stabilize. That is all three actions. I don't suppose that provokes from the, uh, uh that is a manipulate action. I don't suppose that little, uh, uh, fiendish one who took him down is gonna bite me. Eh, not this time. Not this time, luckily. Okay, uh, that's the end of turn for me. Incredible work with the aid. Thank you. Hey, that's a plus one for your recovery check. Alright, and, uh, we're back to the dingy clear water cleaner who's going to make a nice little spear strike against uh, Terran for a 15. Oh boy, with every debuff in the game on me, that hits exactly on the mark. Oh no. Take seven damage. Ooh, that is the perfect amount. Uh, I am down. Oh no. It needed seven exactly. Can we appreciate that Arcus said he was dying earlier in the session and now the only one who won't die? You're the last one left. Finish the mission. I feel like if you guys all die, I'm probably dead. What is it? Objective survive. The Halo Reach objective survive. Yeah. Hey, at least you have the most health out of all of us. You probably have more health than all of us combined. He does. Well, given two of us have zero health. (laughs) Well, of course with that. And then Stingy still has one more action, so he's going to stride southwest to stand next to his new friend Casper. Oh, hi. All right, Orville, give me that recovery check. You have a plus one to it for your aid. All right. Uh, is that just flat d20? Yeah. Oh, joy. Well, you get a d20 plus one. That's an 11. Plus one is a 12. Plus one is a 12. 12 was the DC you needed, so you are down to dying one. Nice. Next turn. All right. Now it's Roxy's turn, the little little prairie drake. Um, it's going to take a five-foot step south, so he's now flanking uh, Casper. A great feeling about this. This will end in happiness. And uh, he's going to make a bite for 16. That, with the flat-footed, is meat to beat AC right there. 10 damage. That will take me to uh, dying... Two again, I was wounded one. Okay. And then uh Prairie Drake is gonna take a step back next to Dewey to get some pets. Clutch or kick. Clutch or kick. Clutch or kick. Arcus. Okay, I'm going to attack the stingy clear water cleaner that is to the east of Casper. So I'm gonna fire with my gun. That is a twenty-one to hit. That will hit. Okay, and that is thirteen damage. And that will kill. Awesome. Seven damage. Seven damage. Okay. Yes. He is alive then. Okay, well, I'll shoot him again then, if I can. Yeah. That's gonna be a 13. That'll still hit. Okay, that's four damage. Okay, yeah, that'll that'll kill it. Okay, so that's another one down at least. And that's my turn for now. But at least that brings us down to just two people. Alright, Teron. Oh boy, oh boy. 
Uh, I need your recovery check. Yeah, I'm checking to see if I have Die Hard because I don't remember. Yeah, I do. Okay, so I can go to Dying 5 because I'll probably need it. Well, good news is you're only dying one, so you're just looking for that DC-11. Is this technically a death effect that I get a bonus to? I don't think so. No, it's not. No, bleed out. Uh, 13. Hey, you are stabilized at zero. Sweet. And now it is Dewey Daystar's turn, and he's going to stride forward a bit, like 20 feet east towards Arcus, and he's going to point at you and say, Give up the alchemist, or we'll take your life like we've taken the lives of your friends. And then he's going to uh, cast a little spell at Arcus for a 16 to hit. That does not hit. All right, well, you see this acid blob just splash directly at your feet in a threatening manner. I kind of, like, sidestep it, and I'm like, what did you just say to me? Kill my friends? Oh, they'll, they'll survive. The only person who's not leaving here alive is you and your friends. All right, Orville, give me that second recovery check. You're looking for a DC 11. And this is the story of how Orville survived dying twice in one day. That is a 14. Stabilized at zero health. Thank you. All right, Casper, let's see if you're as lucky. That'll take me to dying three right there with only a three on the dice. Luckily, I can't crit fail. Wait, I can crit fail a stabilized cannon. Yes, you can. Uh, but I only needed a DC 12 because I was only dying two. Yes, uh, it didn't crit me. Yeah, okay. So you did not crit fail it. You regular failed it, bringing you to dying three. That, that one could have been a real big game changer. Uh, so yeah, uh, dying three. Thank you. Um, that's going to be end of turn. All right. Now it is Roxy's turn. Roxy's going to uh, first action, stride up next to Dewey Daystar. Second action, stride up closer to Arcus. And third action is actually just going to stride that last five feet next to Arcus. All right, Arcus, you're, you now have a drake in front of you. She's kind of cute. Okay, when I'm firing from melee range, I'm flat-footed, right, or something like that? Nope, not for Pathfinder. Okay, perfect. All right, so I'm going to attack Roxy. All right, I need to reload. So I'm going to reload my first action. Attack Roxy. That's going to be a 15 to hit. That will miss. Okay. I think I think I'm just going to I'm just going to reload. I don't think there's much I can do. Guys, I'm a sniper. I'm not supposed to take damage. That's not how this works. Clutch your kick, buddy. I mean, it's not like any of us can help you at the minute. I am unconscious, therefore I do not get a turn. How sad. If only the power of friendship could bring me one HP back. Actually, one question. Would I be able to use mutagenic flashback to get temporary HP from the juggernaut thing and stand up? Um, I don't think so. Damn it, worth a shot. Because isn't that like a concentration act you have to do? It's a manipulate, so you do have to be conscious to do that. Ah, damn it. Good try, though. Alright, so Dewey Daystar, first action is going to stride up so he is within... 20 feet of Arcus. And second action, he is going to cast a spell and the spines on his arm start to glow and shine with this energy almost. And one of his, he's going to strike out his hand and his spines is going to shoot towards Arcus with a 25 to hit. Yeah, I'd say that hits. All right. You will be taking... 26 damage. Uh, ouch. <laughs> that 25 damage? 26. 26? I'm down. 
What did he cast that did 26 damage? It wasn't even a crit. That was a regular ass spell. How is Dewey Daystar this powerful? What the shit? Uh, he casted a spell that turned his unarmed attack into a plus one striking attack. Wait, wait, his unarmed attack? That's ranged? Yes. So he has a ranged unarmed attack. That does 26 damage. Yes. His spines. Yeah, yeah, it's a cactus nasty special. Well, I mean, it is a plus one striking weapon at that point, so he gets- Yeah, fair enough. Like what, 2d6? Oh, that, that seed pod is vicious. If it hits a crit, too, it also does something else, right? It, like, entangles or something? Yeah. He cast magic weapon on himself. How does the walking cactus turn out to be just the most powerful person we fought? I always knew the Dewey Decimal System would come back for me. I think it's more the fact that we all, well, not me, but everybody else was, like, critically injured. Oh, yeah, no. No one was feeling good. I, I had 7 HP that entire fight. Well, correction, I had I had 11 at the start of it because I jugged that Juggernaut Mutagen, got hit for 4, and then they got exactly 7. Exactly 7 and downed me. As I'm going down, can I just call it like, Gattleby, you might want to help. Oh yeah, that's another thing. He's just standing there like a cuck in the corner. Honestly, I am not sad Gattleby's getting murdered by these things because ooh, hey guy. Oh come on. They're not gonna murder him. They're gonna ransom him. These gangsters, they know what they're up to. <laughs> the gangsters who said he's done abominations to nature, we will punish him, hand him over. Well the once they have him in guy. hand and they realize, oh my god, he's got pyronite, you know, things things will be different. Don't worry, it's just a little TP day. Hey, on the bright side our podcast title finally makes sense. Exactly, and Mortimer Stanley is quite enthralled. He's going to have a lot of <laughs> guests in the house tonight. <laughs> and technically, two of us are alive, just unconscious. What an abs- absolutely brutal first book. My god, just absolutely brutal. I had every status ailment almost in the game afflicted on me. <laughs> If it makes you guys feel better, this was the boss of chapter two. Are you shitting me? I I don't even. So we make we make new characters, right? I'm I'm assuming we all die. Yeah. We make new characters, and then uh, like what? Like Operation uh, Rescue Galby? Yeah, I'm I'm so confused at where where our new characters are gonna come into this. We just get Ocean Eleven in. It's like, hey, I have a job for you. Fuck off! I don't want to do it. Oh, it's too bad. You're doing it now. It's like a Suicide Squad-esque reunion. Honestly, though, I think I might go back to just playing No Thoughts Hit Stuff. It's so much easier. Resource management is just ugh. I am ready for my Spellcaster Gambler to hit the stage. You guys want to know the uh, saddest part? They were all near death? No. Oh. Dewey's going to kill Gattleby. Well, I mean... Oh, no! Yeah, we kind of saw that coming. Yeah, I don't think any of us feel that bad about it. Yeah, fuck Gattleby. That makes me happy. So happy. Wonderfully happy. Yep. He's gonna brutally murder Gattleby and then pin a note onto him using one of his pins from his cactus spines. And the note just says, Gattlesby suffered a terrible accident. Yours truly, Dewey. To be fair, uh, he literally didn't help at all. So it's kind of on him. Actually, he uh, insulted us, you know, hate that guy. 
He he did inflict me with slime. He did all this for a ring. That ring is very important to him. It's a ring. It's his dead wife's ring, isn't well, it? I was going to say, it's not very important now. At least it will be with him in Phrasma's boneyard. She's dead. She doesn't care. This just feels like a Rick and Morty episode. Should I rewind time and give you guys a second chance? No. No. Like, like so. true Rick and Morty fashion? I don't. I think even if we went back in time, we would still lose this fight. I would have to hit every shot, I think. There, there would be no way to, to win this with everybody solo. I, re- I reckon if initially I'd managed to get off a, um... I was chucking a Thunderstone on that mist. That would have, like... That would have got rid of two of them, potentially. Well, not got rid of, but done a lot of damage. I definitely think there was a way we could have won this, but I think it would have, we would have had been way luckier. I, I think if, if we just had a little bit more health... Like, I... If... Yeah. Not, not, not putting myself high up on the pedestal. But if Casper and Terran go down, there's really not much... Yeah, and it's done. the issue of I didn't have any, um, what's it called, uh, thingies to, um, make Mutagens. any healing for you lot. Yeah, no yeah. mutagens. I'm pretty sure we also failed a lot of medicine checks. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah we failed every single one. You guys failed all of the medicine checks. Hey, I have no complaints. The dice told a brutal story, and we deserved it. It's gonna be fun next time, gang. Yeah, that was, uh, something alright. Welcome to Pathfinder 2E, folks. It is lethal. My, you know, I just realized <laughs> it's such a shame we don't have our excerpts from the beginning of the episode where uh, your character was literally talking about how he's afraid of death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> oh, my God. So do we all work for the IRS now? Is this it, this is it, how the campaign goes forward? If we don't have enough footage for the <laughs> end of the episode, I vote we just do a character <laughs> skit in the afterlife. <laughs> Yes. That's just that. We all meet up in Phrasma's plane, and it's just a bit about the IRS. <laughs> Your character's just so upset. <laughs> Orville actually is just taking money off people, so he's kind of happy with this deal. Or- Orville's so convinced that he can buy his way out. out. <laughs> if I make enough for them, maybe they'll appreciate me and let me go to heaven. I mean, we're only at an at the hour and a half point. If we assume that half of this is cut, we, ther- we theoretically could. Well, guys, season one ended with a bang. Season one. <laughs> Wait, is this officially the end of book one, or we still got a little bit? No, you guys still have one more chapter of book one, but um, y'all are dead. <laughs> We're all dead, and Gattleby's dead, and Gattleby was like the main guy, so... He was the job. <laughs> or, or you could retcon his death and just say he's been captured and then our um our probation officer lady is like fuck i need gattlesby gather the team and then it is it is quite literally a suicide squad-esque moment where the duchess just like picks these random ass people and says you either get gattlesby back or you die i mean we could say this is a guy he hates right he's gonna make this a showy death i mean there is a way for me to continue the story, even with Gattlesby being dead. Oh, Gattlesby can die and we can continue. Yeah, go on. Um, if I remember correctly, we will skip level three and go straight to level four. Hey, More yo. levels and Gattlesby's dead. This is incredible. 
That actually sounds great because then I can play a caster that has a lot more in his arsenal. Yeah, I'm gonna have to figure out what I'm gonna do. Because if you guys want to continue this campaign, we can. We will just be level four. I, th- I think we should continue. Oh There's- no, we can be level four. I mean, so yeah, like sad. we're gonna in the podcast with no resolution whatsoever. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. Yeah, it would be. Just end it with, and then they died at the end. Hi, and welcome to TPK's uh, run of the Blood Lords. Uh, we're going to be meeting our characters today. I, I mean, we got it. We're ready to go for Blood Lords. Let me know. I do like the idea of the boss lady or whatever being like, well, that didn't work. I guess I'm going to have to spend a little bit more money and hire the big guns. And then, like, we're like a very, like, professional team. Like, yeah, this was the complete amateurs league. Yeah. These are the guys they just... I'm telling you, the Suicide Squad bit would be funny. That is, yeah, if figure out a reason we'd all be imprisoned by the Duchess. I actually love the idea of someone, like, like each of us having a solo RP, where someone meets us is like, we need you, and it's like, it's gonna cost you. You, you son, son of, of a bitch, bitch. I'm, I'm in. in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we did this bar totally wrong. Who's this dude? Oh, yeah, you guys uh, missed a dude entirely. He is part entirely. of- We missed all yep. the loot we had from the other two rooms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. You know, he is um, part of an adventurer's guild that took up spot in the abandoned brewery as a little uh, halfway point for them. Ah, yes, the homeless. They sound nice. They could have helped. Yeah, they could have. Well, we didn't get enough time to explore there. He also had um, two minor elixirs of life. Oh, well, I can't use those. Yeah, but we could have basically... I'd, st- I'd just stay alive there to keep to keep um, Arcus alive so he could pot shot them. Oh, look, he also had two oils of unlife. Oh, wow, would you look at that? I, with one click of a button. One click of a button, he suddenly has oils of unlife. Oh, man, I kind of want to... I kind of actually want to play Gristle Gaslight... And he's Gristle Gaslight. Gristle Gaslight. Yeah. And he can be a caster, and he's come up with a perfect cookie recipe, and he comes to Alkenstar to meet his cousins to give it to them, so they can all have business <laughs> together. And then he finds out they're dead. I'll avenge you. You know that's a movie plot, right? That's a fa- very famous movie plot. Is it? Uh, yeah, it's called The Third Man. Um, it was done in, like, Vienna in 1945, I want to say, after the war. And it's, like, a guy who goes to meet his friend and finds out his friend's already dead and has been, like, cheating kids with polio vaccines. It's a hell of a thing. I'm sorry, but, uh, that's not a movie plot. Gristle Gaslight. <laughs> <laughs> what a fantastic name. I, I really like it. I think that's what I'm going to end up playing. I love the fact that the entire concept is made just from the name. It's we'll build it around that. Oh yeah, he he's a caster who uh, who likes to gamble, and he completely gaslights everyone to help support his gambling habit. See, I don't I don't know what I I would play. It's a tie between two different characters. I could just play a character that would bump the age rating of this campaign up, but I don't know. If you play a Casper caster. Uh, I have whisper sheets. <laughs> I have whisper sheets that break down each day by the hour, and whether your magic will be in control or un- out of control. Now, when it's out of control, I still cast something, right? Yeah, it's just like 
Wellspring magic. Something happens. Something. That sounds really fun. Every mage becomes a wild mage. That's my favorite type, too. Like, literally my favorite character I'm playing is a wild magic sorcerer. Screw it. Just just cut it out, play wild magic anyway, as well as that, and just... I, that would be kind of fun. It's a double <laughs> roll. Be a wellspring mage in uncontrollable magic. <laughs> the ultimate gaslight. <laughs> just gamble. Yeah, I meant to cast that. What are you on about? Exactly, and the party's like, you hit me with that. I'm like, no, I didn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> Rolls diplomacy. Um, Deception, actually. I know your friends keep telling you that their mages don't hit them, but um, they're just trying to make you jealous of my power. I told you that this would happen, and you didn't listen to me. Joke's on you, I like that shit. Oh, dear. Hit me with uh, another acid splash, please. Well, so what do you think, GM? You want to put it on hiatus for a little bit? You want to do a Bloodlords running? I mean, this only goes to level 10 anyways, right? If we skip straight to level four, I mean, we're almost quarter of the way through at that point. Well, more than quarter, almost halfway. Almost a quarter. I'm <laughs> listen. I'm dead, bro. Oh I can't, my god! I, so that's <laughs> four tenths. That's a quarter. Four tenths. Yeah. I mean, it's got a four. There's a one in there somewhere. It's a fraction. That's a quarter. Oh boy, that was sure an exciting session. What'll happen to our outlaws next? The suspense is killing me. Eh? Anyways, join us next time on the Pathfinder Kings as we continue the Outlaws of Alkenstar. If you like what we do here, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash tpkpodcast or joining our Discord server. Also remember to follow us on Twitter at tpkpodcast. See you next time, Outlaws. Roll for it.